This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we t- thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, this week we got a jam-packed full session of books that were very, very popular that uh, a lot of people want to hear our opinions about. Uh, maybe, a lot. I hope so. Be nice. Uh, so, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Right? Uh, first up on our list, I guess. Where do you want to start? Uh, I'm going to start with Deceased. Okay. Yeah, why not? Because it's cool. It, it is cool. <laughs> Who'd have thought that? Uh, I guess a lot of people. Not me. Not you. No. I was like, oh, zombie book. And like, it keeps saying, like, in fact, this book was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, all right, all right, you got me. It's not. Fine. Deceased. Yes. Number four. Yeah. I can't believe we're already number four. I know. From Tom Taylor. Uh, this is just continuing the uh, the story. It's just your fun, basic, apocalyptic, you know, oh no, everybody that like could solve the problem is dead. Everybody who will solve the, solve the problem is alive. Uh, anti-life equation zombie apocalypse situation, what's going on in this mm-hmm. story. Uh, it's super simple. Just like they're doing damage control. Um, Captain Adam... Uh, would be kind of like the solution of course he isn't because like he can't be in a superman world right at uh, least for the government yeah the government's like yeah this will fix it nuke we're everybody gonna pro- we're gonna do protocol c or whatever they're on uh-huh because protocol b is to have ray palmer get inside someone who is deceased and then have them check him out uh, unfortunately that experience uh caused him to become a zombie or whatever right. anti-lifer yeah. And uh, so he infected Captain Adam and causes Captain Adam to explode. But before he does, Superman and the new Green Lantern take him up into no, the No, Superman sky. and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, that's right. Uh, Superman and Wonder Woman uh, go up into the sky and uh, try to get rid of him. Seemingly are vaporized as well in the process. It definitely looks like she's like cut in two. Yeah. No, she's dead. Okay. Like, we're and killing like, all like the big... So it's like everybody. Yeah, at the end of it, you see, and it, the, the, or there's, not, this, depending. there's this whole hammer nail analogy, and then it says the, the hammer falls in the last line of the book. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm I'm still down. I I we're at like halfway, I think, through the end of the series, and I'm gotta say, like, we could literally kill everyone. Yeah, I mean, and then go like, you, okay, here's the real guys. You do have the flashes. Yeah, and they do mention needing time. So you know. Plus, we just set up this whole thing with Alfred and Damien. And... But that, like, I hope that's not, like, what the final solution is. Oh, or, time like, travel? I mean, I'm sure it will be, but I'm hoping it's not the final focus. Like, I, I liked having this, like, ragtag group of heroes who didn't do anything. They didn't get a chance to do anything. And, I mean, I get it that but that could happen in an apocalyptic, like, scenario. Sure. Um, But it's just like, yeah, right, time travel fixes everything. Why do we even bother about talking about anything else? Yeah. We have time travel. I think they're setting up the time travel thing because that's everyone's solution to a problem, particularly the audience. Yeah. And so they're setting it up so they can kill all the flashes. You think? Oh, absolutely. Because they're not... Okay, the reason why you do this in continuity is Mm -hmm. because you have flashes who can go back in time and undo it. The reason you don't 
have that happen. In an out-of-continuity story, is because you can have stakes and you can have these characters die. So, like, if you undo it in the deceased universe, it's like, well, who cares? Like, okay, so Superman doesn't have a dad, he doesn't have a dad in the other super universe anyway. Like, so whatever. Like, Batman's dead? Oh, okay, I can name, like, I can throw a rock and hit, like, two universes Right, but at it's least. still sad. Like... It is sad. It would be sad, and it would be, like, a changed, you know, world, but I don't think that the Flashes are going to go back in time and undo it. Yeah. I, I think they're going to set up that and then kill them. Okay, that's fair. Um, I guess I was wondering, like, in terms of the fact that you've got um, Black Canaries there with them, she's a Green Lantern. Can a Green Lantern's ring yeah. energy withstand a nuclear blast? Totally. Like, if she throws up a dome, if she thought to do yeah. it, as they're just standing there staring at it? Right, yeah. I guess it depends on who's writing it. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, it should. It's a magic ring that, you know, is an extension of your willpower. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so... Any other thoughts you want to make, you want to, you want to make about uh, DC? No, four? no. I thought it was really um, it was very sweet. Um, it was interesting though, like when the final image of like or not a final image, but like the image of them like standing there watching the blast coming for mm-hmm. them. They didn't put Alfred in there. No, um, it's Lois who's like holding on to both the boys, right? Which I thought was sweet, but at the same time, I was like, yeah. I, I would like to think maybe like Alfred is like so Batman. He's like he's already got a contingency. He's gone. It's like nope. No, Goodbye. no, because he gave Damien the the costume. That's Damien's right. Batman now. Yeah, I know. Um, which was really like like kind of heartbreaking for Damien, which I don't typically you know think care about. about. Yeah. No, I was gonna say think of him in that way when he sees the the Batwing come in and he's like, yeah, he's like, oh man, he made it somehow. Yeah, like, of course he did. He's my dad. It's right. like, yeah, and yeah. that like really long, tall vertical image of like Alfred hugging Damien. Oh yeah, that was like really beautiful. No, the art is really really good in this series. Yeah, uh, you actually get it for both of them. Like you get it um, for um, Superman with Lois and Ma. Yes, and like and Superboy is there as well. Um, just these like really like stark background images mm-hmm. or like you know uh, moments for them. Yeah, and then um, you get it with Alfred and Damien, and it's nice to see like Damien as a child. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, yeah, I nice see them like remember that Damien is only like thirteen or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just a good series overall, mm-hmm. and I you know it's like zombies, Jesus, but at the same time like they're not. It Zombie kind of Jesus. is. It's fine. Uh, your Futurama. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool. I recommend it. I think okay. it's dope. I think I think check it out. Nice. Uh, you know, if not, wait for the trade. Okay. If you're like looking to save money, you know, certainly. Right, right, but like, right. this is a good this is a good enough series to check it out. There you go. And it's like keeping me entertained, like you know, however long it comes out. Right, right, each right. Time. Okay. Uh, before we get into the next book, I want to say that like by the way, this show is supported through a number of uh, venues, and this episode is sponsored by uh, a show called Harbor Patrol, which is a DC Adventures RPG show sh- ho- uh, showcasing some talents from Comic Pop, uh, myself included, Tiffany, you as well, uh, Ben as well, mm-hmm. and uh, newcomer to the fold, uh, Peter from uh, ZoozleInTheFox.com. Uh, yeah. Super helpful uh, for him to jump in and uh, and be uh, Batu, a fan favorite now. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar, you don't know what, what the hell we're talking about, uh, go to this channel, subscribe to it first of all, click the bell for notifications so that you can find the second episode of Harbor Patrol coming out tomorrow on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so just wanted to mention that that is a show that we make. It's a really good show. Hope you enjoy it. Right, right. Um, and if you're looking for RPG kind of like stuff like Critical Role or Acquisitions Incorporated, this is going to be the thing for you because it's superheroes, it's RPGs, and it's the talent you come to expect from here at Combo. 
That's right. Uh, also, the the show is supported by a number of uh, methods, one of which is Super Chats. If you have a question, comment, you have a thing you want to bring up, uh, feel free to use your Super Chats here in this conversation, and uh, we'll make sure to weave it organically into the show so we can like pull you in while also keeping these lights on. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's it. I just wanted to transition from there to the next book. Nice. Uh, Tiffany, what do you got to recommend? Um, I'm actually going to talk about a book that like people were disappointed that I missed it. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, well, it wasn't your fault. No, you missed no. that that book. It's because Comicsology's interface is so horrible. I never, I just struggle. I struggle with it. The struggle is real for me, and I don't know why, but it is. Um, literally, all I need is a little thing where it just goes. Would you like to follow this series mm -hmm. and maybe not purchase it automatically? Yes, right? I would like that. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Um, but two weeks ago, um, Justice League Dark's first annual came out. Good for them. They did it. Mm -hmm. They've made it to an annual. Isn't that lovely? Um, it's really heavily focused on Swamp Thing, almost as though... They were trying to tie it in with a show that was, like, unceremoniously murdered before it came out? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's necessarily true at all. I just think it's ironically timed. Yeah, it's like, just... the show ends and then they're like, hey, if you like Swamp, Swamp Thing... Thing? It's like, well... Damn it! <laughs> um, no, they've been kind of doing this lately where, like, they're kind of, just, like, focusing on some of the characters that people may not know if they're not, um, haven't read some of the older DC or Vertigo runs for yeah. them. Um, but, like, the entire annual is pretty much dedicated to Swamp Thing and the fact that magic is rewriting itself right now when, um, Wonder Woman used, like, the fancy ruby to fix everything. It, like, fixed everything and it's healing itself, but it's, like, doing things wrong in a way. So, okay. like, Satana's like, we need to fix this. And Constantine's like, hey, I'm here to help out with all that crap. By the way, Swamp Thing, you should probably go, like, take care of this other thing that's going on. Mm. Because, of course, the, um... Uh, the green is gone. Yeah. Parliament of Trees has been destroyed. Oh, no. Um, and so, like, Swamp Thing's like the guardian of, of Jack and shit, basically. Right. And um, the Parliament of Flowers has cropped up, and that's, like, new hotness over there. Um, and the Parliament of Flowers is choosing its new guardian. Is it going to be the Floronic Man? No, the Floronic Man is in this, though. Oh, cool. Again. Swamp Thing show on DC yeah. Universe. Check it out. It's a great little, like, uh... <laughs> you know, aborted series. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Swamp Thing does go out there. It is a tragic story, just like every time you deal with the parliament of anything, apparently. Yeah. Um, it's a dude. Um, he and his wife live in Maine. He was a scientist studying flowers. Uh -huh. And um, they had a son. The son was diagnosed with a tumor of some sort. The son died. The two of them live in, like, the silence of their home, um, knowing that each other, like, is the agony that they are experiencing uh -huh. right uh, inevitably like they fight she leaves and then he wakes up and he's the the guardian of of the flowers like the, the flower thing okay flower thing parliament of flowers <laughs> well i was like it's swamp thing oh right so he's flower thing flower, right uh full full uh petal petal king I, I think they call they do call him something like the king of petals or the king of flowers or something to the effect of that yeah and i was like yeah it's all right we're getting away from the thing thing then. Yeah. Um, his name is Oleander. That's his real name. Okay. Which is also a flower. It's like, first thing, if you live in the DC universe. And you are named after a thing that exists, watch out. Some sort of animal, or if the word blood is well, in animal, your name. Well, animal, mineral, vegetable. Or, yeah, exactly. You are in trouble. You want a plain name if you live there. Anyway, um... He basically remembers, like, burning alive and then waking up and he's this, this creature and Swamp Thing shows up. He's like, hey, yeah. So he's like, Abby. He's, <laughs> he's trying to explain to him um, a, a little bit of um, just, like, the know-how that he has. He's just like, I was, I was once where you were. You're not who you think you are. 
Like your body <laughs> you're is dead, dead yeah. and you're something else and you have to be better than that. You need to be something better than all that. Yeah. And he's just like, no, I am who I am. I, I have like the, my memories and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, no. I, I, right. No, no, no. I've been there before. Just Haven't you ever read mm, The Anatomy Lesson? <laughs> here, read this. It's mm-hmm. by Alan Moore. Um, so then he goes to check on his wife, a la Spawn. Because he's like, why didn't she come for me? Why didn't she check in on me? Is he five years in the future or something? No, it's not that far into the future. But she's at, like, a friend's house. And it's, like, it literally is a friend from childhood. There's no, like, screwing around here Mm -hmm. or anything. No, she's at his house. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, she's at her own house, I think. Okay. And, um, maybe not. I'm not sure about that. She's someplace. There's a dude there. But there's no, like, screwing around. Mm -hmm. But uh, the guy suggests that they take a trip with all their, like, old friends. Okay. And that might help to cheer her up. Why not? Because it's, like... You know, yeah, it's like pre that life. Yeah, so. everything's screwed. So like maybe maybe you'll feel better. You know what I mean? Like, um, so like he feels hurt by this, and he's like, I need to get her to stay. How can I get her to stay? And that's when he runs into the Floronic man, mm-hmm. who's just like, Oh, hey man, what's up? No, I'm here to help you. My name's Jason Woodrow, and like blah 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 blah. Yeah. And he's just like, Oh, do you know that Swamp Thing guy? And he's like, Yeah, kinda. Anyway. Right. So then basically, um, Oleander ma- ends up making a bunch of children. One that looks like out of petals, one that looks like their son, but mm-hmm. calls himself Joshua. Oh. And so, like, she stays in the house to care for Joshua, and then he just keeps sending children. Mm-hmm. And, like, Swamp Thing's like, okay. Okay, well, you're really overdoing it, man. All right. Um, you haven't listened to anything I said. Um, so he goes to talk to him. He like, or he, first he goes to read his journal, which we've kind of been reading as we've been going along about his studies and other such things. He's like, you need to read this. You have to read this. You have to read this. And like, uh, Woodrow's like, no, I'm gonna keep you from it. So like, they kind of fight a little bit. He's like, you know, I used to be a guardian of the green as well. So right. like, now we're kind of on par in power mm-hmm. here. So let's fight. So they do fight a little bit. Yeah, he seemingly like he like kills Swamp Thing. Like you know like that he, body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But he does get his message over to Oleander, which is um, basically he's reading his like last journal entry, which was that like he decided to like study the like uh, effects of like basically like, plant memories okay. and like mistreating them, and that with like flowers that like it doesn't seem to matter. They always like even if you like treat them really badly, they'll they still come, bloom. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, the reason that like we like um, enjoy them is because we know they're going to die. Uh huh. Um, and so, like, he, like, mistreats the hell out of these flowers, and he's gonna pour all these chemicals on them, and then, like, he's going to lay in them and let himself go into them, basically, like, melt down into it because of the chemicals. So the fire he felt was a chemical burn, which is why Swamp Thing can't find his body, because it literally melted. melted. And then he realizes that, oh my god, those, like, flower children that I made, all they want to do is die, and all they remember is my death. Okay. And so he, like, runs to, like, check... Oh, no, he doesn't even go. I don't, think, I don't even know if he necessarily sees it. But, like, his wife, like, follows the children out into the woods because, like, one of them tried to, like, jump off the balcony because, like, it's like, I'm a flower. It's time for me to die. Yeah. Um. And so she finds him in the woods and, like, they're all, like, coming apart and, like, petals are everywhere and it's a horror show. Mm-hmm. And so, like, her life's over, basically. Right. Like, she's ruined. Yeah, nice as job, a, buddy. As a human. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, like, Swamp Thing is now, like, his body is deceased there. So it's just um the king of whatever and um the floronic man and so they chat for a little bit and he's like he's like i kind of i need to rest i think i just need to lay down i need to understand this like i get what swamp thing was saying i just i just need a minute and he's like no go ahead just lay down yeah, just, go down. just relax so he like lays down to relax and then like the floronic man eats him yeah and so he can like he takes his power swamp thing picks up the chick okay he like reforms himself and like saves her like where constantine's there like hey hey i'm in the book too hey don't forget about me t yeah <laughs> Mate. NST is like, no thanks. <laughs> He's like, it'll make you feel better. 
Um, it's so, made from leaves. Right. So now basically the Floronic Man now has the power of the Parliament of Flowers behind him. Okay. By consuming this dude. Mm. And so then Cersei comes for him and is just like, hey, you want to join up? Oh, to be like the... Uh, you're part of my justice, my legion of... Dark? Doom, dark. Dark, dark doom. So yeah. Cool. It was a good book, I guess. I mean, a lot of people like really love this and like I thought it was fine. Yeah, maybe if you were like desperate for more Swamp Thing. Like, I don't would... know if it was that. I think it was just like I... That guy was there just to get us to that ending. And I think that's what's unfortunate that's about bad, it. That's too bad, because that's a character. Yeah, and I mean, I'm sure that character may be used um, it'll probably down be his, the road. It'll probably be Woodrow's Achilles heel, like a blast Sure, out of sure. Um, but yeah, they, like literally just created him just to, to die. get from point A to point B. Yeah. Like, we need a guardian, and it can't. we can't just immediately point Make at, it him. Make, can't make it the Floronic Man. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cool, cool kind of setup okay. to some degree. Yeah, there you go. Uh, back in the super chats, ooh, uh, we got a number of people Whoa. who uh, helped us out, including Cash Money in the Bank, who says Harbor Hype, digging Hi. the show. Thank you very much, uh, Eddie Eckenberg. So I can't stay for the entire show. Time zones plus work. Just want to say I love Comic Pop. Also, Absolute Carnage was awesome. I agree with you, uh, and thank you very much for helping us out. And I'm yeah, sorry you can't you. stick around. Hopefully, you'll watch the post broadcast. Mr. Supertastic, at the end of the issue of Deceased, I, I thought how grim it would be if John is the only one to survive on the roof because of his invulnerability. That'd be mm. kind of neat. Uh, and dark, but also really dope. I'd yeah. be okay with that, too. Because I don't like because there's no stake. Like, there are no stakes, but there's all stakes, so it's like, right. I don't care. Mm -hmm. like, it's like, yeah, knock yourself out. Adam Osmo says he's first. He's not, but thank you very much for anyway. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Supertastic says, Ben, talking to a fish enthusiast mailman was fun. I'm glad you enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that, that and more are what you can, what awaits you in Harbor Patrol. That's right. Ha ha ha. Uh, so Absolute Carnage, speaking of, yeah, it's a book that came out. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Uh, friggin' Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman, the Carnage event of the century is here. Yeah. Uh, 60 pages, multiple chapters. Uh, Carnage has a plan. He's gonna absorb all the symbiotes and symbiote adjacent pieces that were left over and people who were symbiotes in order to become a god see now i i thought it was that initially and then it seemed like it was very focused on just carnage symbiotes like those who had held the carnage yeah but i but had like, heard the pitch that it was actually well that's at the beginning of the book they act like it's that and so then when certain characters show up i'm like totally makes sense i mean obviously spider-man's gonna be involved with it it's yeah it's symbiotes but like I, I thought that he was definitely going to be involved with this because of his time with the costume or with the with, with, with Venom. Venom. Um, but by the end of it, it seemed like it was less about all of them and more about just one of them. Although I, I, I understand that the other children mm -hmm. are going to be here yes. at some point. Yeah, like Lasher and Scream and whatnot. <laughs> ah. Ah. And Riot. Uh, and Riot. And Phage. Phage. <laughs> Dope. Uh, yeah, uh, this book is, it's, like, one-dimensional, but, like, cool. It felt like a... For 60 pages, it read really fast. Yes. So I was, like, when we were talking about this, like, I wasn't sure if I was going to read it, or, or if we are just going to, if I wasn't going to have time, and I saw mm -hmm. it was 60 pages, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was, like, almost done. And I hit the chapter three thing, and I was like, say what now? Yeah, what? Yeah, it, the, these are, like, chapters in a, like... In a in a in a J.K. Rowling or a James Patterson novel, where it's like every third page there's a new chapter, <laughs> uh, so it makes you like want to read more. Yeah, I mean, like really quick, what happens in this book is uh, Venom and Eddie are reunited. They become the symbiote. Uh, Venom still hasn't told his son that he's his father, uh, but they're still together. They decide to team up with Spider-Man. They're gonna go stop uh, Carnage from absorbing the piece that's in Norman Osborn. Yeah, and then the book ends. Like, yeah. 
it's and it's and it's a, and there are a lot of fun character interactions and action sequences that take place in between what I just said. Yes, like um, I love the Venom symbiote running around in like a trench coat and hat. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. Just, it, it, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of really cool like images. There's a lot of fun images of like the symbiote kind of like Stegman taking liberties with the symbiote, making him like silly or fun or not being or afraid sad. to like show like yeah. show the emotion on like a two dimensional costume. Right, because it's also like, well, I mean, like, is he always screaming with his tongue out? Right, he shouldn't be. Although for a good whole decade in the '90s, he was. <laughs> right, so it's kind of like, hey, he can do other things. He can he can put that away. Exactly. It's, it's okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, like overall, like uh, really, like the story is not like the deepest, most like you know, penetratingly insightful thing that Donny Cates has ever written. It, like, really anyone could have written this, but the fact that Cates wrote it, uh, like, I think allows it to be superficial without being shallow and dumb, if that makes any sense. I guess, I mean, I think there's definitely one plot thread that, if explored appropriately, could lend a lot of depth to it, and that's, like, the whole father-son. Yeah, but it'll probably be really cliche instead. It could, but we'll see. I don't know. Like I'm just saying, like if it explored correctly, that that could lend itself. I agree. Uh, I will say it is a cool read, and like I like like I really enjoyed just this like popcorn action flick. Mm -hmm. Ryan Stegman's art is like this is the is is the holdout for me. That's the amazing part of the book. It's like how how yeah. like beautifully well paired the inker, colorist, and writer er, and, and artist are. On a book that, like, doesn't really need to look this good, but does. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. It's it funny. doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like a friggin'. Like... No, it looks really good, though. Um, it's funny, like, I saw on Reddit that someone uh, took the panel of him, of Spider-Man, and um, I think it's Norman at the end. Yes. Um, where it's like a, almost like a, an evil Norman Rockwellian painting. Mm -hmm. Like, of... Um, him just leaning over him. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I guess there's something to that. Yeah. Um, for me, what I, I felt was interesting was that Stegman, at times when he's drawing Spider-Man as Spider-Man, there's like these like weird shades of McFarlane. Yes, absolutely. In it, where I was just like, and I think he's doing it on purpose. What? Like in like, especially in the way he constructs the fingers at times, mm -hmm. and like the face, because like. You know, like, I always, like, associate, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you're way more familiar with McFarlane's Spider-Man, but, like, the roundness with the angular parts of, like, the cheek and mm -hmm. brow area there, yeah. which I definitely saw in this Oh, no, this is, this is, like, a, a perfect marriage of, like, modern sensibilities plus, like, McFarlane's fantastic for the Spider-Man design. Right. If not the Venom design as well. Yeah. Uh, the, I also got Shades McFarlane in the Venom design, too, because Venom is more, like, reserved. Mm. You know, Venom is just, like, a big muscular spider Spider-Man with a mouth mm -hmm. and it's like it's terrifying enough that he has a mouth we don't need it to be like a violator jaw with like green goop coming <laughs> out of it although that happens too we you know when when they're reformed in the beginning of the book uh yeah it's much more not subtle but it's reserved it like takes its time it's like you're gonna see all the Venom stuff but let's just do this thing that kind of like harkens back to a simpler time when Venom was just like a beefy looking Spider-Man character. Yeah. And like it it works and I, I liked it a lot and I think hopefully it is intentional to try and like make you remember like Venom's origins a little bit. Right. Even though this isn't a Carnage book, but I think hopefully, you know, this is well, a Carnage book in, the, in terms of the way the Carnage Jerry Conway series was. Yeah, well, it's like, it's difficult because it's like, it's hard to make it a bug. Like, it's hard to sell a book to people where it's just like, this is a book about a villain who you know has to be stopped yes. if it's meant to take place within any sort of continuity and we're supposed to continue on from there. Yeah. Um, calling it Carnage, obviously, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good, 
It's a good decision. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, just calling it Carnage allows for so much, like, intercompany crossover. Yes. You know what I mean? You know certain characters are going to have to show up in this. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they um, made a, a, a body or a, a nest of bodies in northern New Jersey. By the way, note that in the northern New Jersey area there, there's a lot of trees. Yeah. Because there are. Because there are, because <laughs> there was a lot of woods here. So. Uh, but I was like, hey... Thank you. Yeah, thanks Thank for remembering. You, Ryan. Right? Um, I appreciate that. Even if there Donnie. is Donnie. Oh no, the Ryan drew them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ryan, maybe he like did a quick look. Yeah, like thank you. You uh you you put in a, a nest of bodies, but hey, whatever. And the maker is here. Yeah, and the maker. Which I was like, oh. And we're gonna do that thing where like Spider Man's a dumbass, uh, and he meets the maker and he doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh like Reed would have never told everybody about who the maker is. Uh, but that being said, uh, the maker's interaction with them is fun, and it's a good use of the character. I could legit he, seeing Reed being like, "I'm not telling Peter." Yeah, I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but like it makes sense, and and he's shown up in the series before, and it makes sense for him to be there. So yeah, it's just we're pulling out all the stops. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I I just enjoyed it. Um, the yeah. fact for me that like I have a cursory knowledge of Venom, even less knowledge of Carnage. Um, other than his interactions with Spider-Man and, and Venom at times. Yeah. So, like, the first few pages of this um, were a little rough for me because they were making all these references to the series that came before. Yeah, which and is And I was like, like ooh, okay, I, I hope it doesn't, like... I mean, I, I I hope for those who are invested in those series it does continue because for them there is a payoff to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me coming into it where I was, like, being like, I'm not going to research this prior to it. I want to get that experience to see how it would feel were I just someone who wanted to understand what this whole absolute carnage thing was. Yeah. By the end of it, I kind of really started putting two and two together. Right. So I feel like it, it is penetrable. Yeah. But um, I think that will, it will remain to be seen how well it will play for those who are less familiar. Yeah, by absolutely. By the end of this. No, I agree. Um, the whole Norman Osborn thing, I appreciate them making sure they made us aware that he had the, the carnage to be at, at one point. And, yeah. And, like, explain the whole Red Goblin thing. I was like, got it. All right. Right. Any minute now, that symbiote goblin war, it's coming. I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is she talking about? Watch the uh, Saga of the Alien Costume on Back Issues, another show from this great channel. Uh, but yeah, overall, I recommend it. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. The ending was like, it kind of just stops. And I was like, eh. Like, there were a lot of moments that were bigger and more like, whoa. That being said, it had to stop someplace in order for the book not to be $25. So I was like, okay, yeah. Like, it's cool. It's just, it's just overall cool. Yeah. I don't really, like, I don't see where it's going and I don't know how they're going to get out of it, but that's part of the fun and I know these people can handle it. Right. And there is something to be said about um, that personality trait of Carnage where it's just like, you don't know what to expect. Right. And, and I think that can help at times. I will just... say. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say I really like the fact that, like, when... Cletus absorbs Carnage or takes him over. Yeah, he makes him look like comic book Carnage. Like he looks like classic Carnage. Yeah, Carnage looks like you when know, he absorbs Norman. When he, when he absorbs Norman, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Well, because who thinks he's Cletus? Yeah, so. who thinks he's Cletus? Thank you. Which I was like. Yeah, but he looks like the like your Carnage, like my Carnage, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's fun. What is like good? Yeah. You're gonna see a lot of callbacks and a lot of references while it's still being like if you're a if you're a new Venom fan, like yeah. you're still gonna dig this book. I'm gonna call it now. If you ever do this book with Ben and Ethan, Ethan's going to say that some bit of him imprinted onto we yeah. yeah. No because, doubt. Because that's literally like that's all that memory like imprinted onto Norman's mind. Yeah. It's like, is that how that works? Right. <laughs> Apparently. But I dug it. Yeah. So check it out if you haven't already, which I'm sure you did. <laughs> um, I, I had no doubt. I remember they were talking about the hype of it for this book. They're like, ooh, you're going to outsell, like, blah, blah. I'm like, nope. 
Nope. It's not. And I don't think it did. But it sold pretty good. No, I mean, good for, like, again, like, it's just, you know, we have, like, this, you know, we get two kind of larger things coming out of Marvel right now, and I think that there's room for both of them, because yeah. they have both very different feels. Exactly. So... Yeah, uh, Saddle Thani helping us out in a big bad way. Thank you. Welcome, Matt. Welcome back to the show, man. He says, "Hey, did I miss the uh, House of X part of the chat?" No, we're gonna wrap no. up with that. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for your support. Yeah, thank you, thank Huge you. Huge friend of the show. We do appreciate it, but don't worry. Uh, settle in. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Binks Force says, "Sorry, I can't join the stream, but here's a donation." Thank you very much, Binks Force. Kingsport Cole says, "Love Comic Pop. I'm watching since TV Little House." What is that? That's what we used to call ourselves when I was dumb and didn't know marketing. But uh, thank you very much for watching since then. We do appreciate yeah. it. Hopefully we've been doing you proud. I want to, like, you know, remember our roots, but also, you know, move into the future. Mm -hmm. Silver Cricket, do you think Anti-Venom will play any role at all? Yes. Yeah, I think they'll probably, like, exhume Flash's body or something. Can we also just talk really quickly about the fact that um, we did that Carnage book and then um, John Jameson shows up and he's a werewolf yeah man. and i was like hey we did that yeah exactly i was like hey i'm aware of this yeah what are we talking about we did the jerry conway carter series on our other show back issues check it out yeah where i learned that he is the sailor moon of the marvel universe yeah john jameson moon wolf yeah man wolf but yeah <laughs> uh super uh mr supertastic says a lot of great images in carnage i want a poster of that image with everyone that had the symbiote peter didn't know the maker apparently yeah, I guess not, or at least according to Kate's, he didn't. Yeah, and Kate doesn't care about like continuity like Bendis, but like at least you know he doesn't do a major well, event that destroys you, everything. You could say one of two things. You could say that he is just like that was just a whoops, mm -hmm. or that's a Peter's playing some sort of other game where he's pretending he doesn't know the maker. Yeah. I don't know. Probably I, not. I doubt it. <laughs> uh, King's Portville says, I found a case of old 94 Fleer Ultra comic cards. Well, then you are uh, sitting on a gold mine, my friend, uh, in terms of quality and fun. Uh, those are great cards, but uh, they're not worth much. Um, no cards are anymore, but they're still dope. Uh, I, I was an avid collector of uh, those cards as well, yeah. though I didn't ever get more than like a few we have some now though right we do yeah, yeah people yeah. have sent them to us it's so very kind. that's right robert core jokes aside uh favorite symbiote and host i don't know i guess i guess venom and probably flash he was great though i did like eddie like classic eddie you yeah know, he was like a crazy asshole yeah that's kind of fun no i definitely I, I like venom and i i agree i like i like flash as well um but if it's just based on name alone I like Phage. Phage. How did you know? Because it's the dumbest name. I love Phage. <laughs> I hope Phage makes a big make a big comeback. Come on. Give, us, give us some Phage action. Julia Brown <laughs> says, hey, Comic Pop, love what you're doing here. All I can say is Jonathan Hickman has now two times brought me back into reading Marvel comics and comics just in general. That's he does. He has, awesome. that, he has that effect. Yeah. And uh, super, uh, Mr. Supertastic. Yeah. Uh, and always fun to see Ethan react to comics physics. Tiff being surprised by magic lore in the last back issues was very nice. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Darkhold. <laughs> Did not see that coming. I know. No, Hickman's, Hick, Hickman brings you back. Speaking of Hickman. Yeah, let's do it. Good call. Uh, let's talk about House of X. There it is. Number two. Uh, people are wondering, is Powers of X... You know, like, I know that like it's it's two series in one. 
you know, Powers of X2 felt very different, but, like, you know, had a very similar art style, and, you know, like, what what's... Are they going to be as connected? Yeah, this is a direct sequel to Powers of X. Yes! And uh, before we get into the book, I just have to have a quick PSA to our comic book oh, industry go. people. Don't collect these separately. This whole series has to be one trade. It can't be House of X in one trade, Powers of X in another. You can't separate these trades. It will be impossible to read. It'll be stupid and impenetrable. You will you will make it very frustrating for everybody. Don't do that. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, House of X... Uh, Number two, yeah, it's here. Here we go. Um, and yeah, we we get some. We get we get a complete and utter massive retcon uh, of a major beloved character. Uh, this issue, by the way, of course, was written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz. Yeah, the entire issue is an alternate timeline story, which of course has to be because it's Hickman. Uh, but this time, it's about. Moira, as you know her, McTaggart. Yeah. I remember I said in Powers of X, I'm like, I think that's Moira McTaggart. It was. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I, oh, was, yeah. I was like, it didn't say it though. I thought it did. No. I, I don't know why I was so certain. You were Normally... so certain that those words were in there. And I was like, but they're not. Yeah, but they're not. But, like, uh... I agree. Like, she's a sassy young lady wearing green. I associate that with Moira, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I gotta say... Uh, so this is just Butterfly Effect. Um, you know that great movie with Ashton Kutcher? I never saw it. Man, you missed out. That's actually not horrible. Uh, Butterfly Effect 2, of course, is hot garbage. Butterfly Effect 1 is, like, surprisingly decent. Okay. In any event, uh, you know, Meyer McTaggart's mutant ability, oh, spoiler, she's mutant, uh, is that she can go back in time. Like, once she dies, she goes back. Yeah, she reboots. As the, as, she reboots. She reboots. And with all the collected memories and experiences of her previous life. Mm -hmm. So that's a big retcon and a big change and a big holy crap moment for yeah. everybody. Uh, we get a glimpse at who she was, mm -hmm. who she is, who she could be, who she's been. Yeah. Uh, we get a handy dandy timeline at the end of the issue to tell us exactly where she's been. Yeah. A lot of people were like... It's funny, because I was like, okay, well, this has far-reaching effects on this, this, and the other thing. And, like, what timeline are we in? Are we in life number 10? Are we in life number 11? Like, right. is the Marvel Universe in number 10 or number 11? What's going on? Yeah. Everybody's, like, focused on life number 6. Yeah. It's like, well, where is she? What's going on? I'm like, well, who cares? It's over. She died. No, that matters. But apparently it really matters. Yeah, I have notes. That was one of my notes. Well, there what you happened go. to her sixth life? What the hell? Why is everyone so interested in life number 6? Because they literally Because they didn't put it in. Well, yeah, because they go through every single version of it. Something happened. Yeah. Maybe... No, never mind. No, 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 go ahead. I was like, maybe that's during Secret Wars, but no. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Bendis did that when he House of M rebooted everybody, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, Secret Invasion, still, they're, they're, they're still scrolls, yeah. but, like, Wait, they got do, rebooted. Do we want to just talk about this timeline right now? Uh, okay, yeah, let's talk about timeline number six. Okay, well, no, just in, time, in general. I have questions about that, or do you want to go over the book first? All right, let's talk about the book. Here, House you, of X. Go first. Uh, it's just, we see Moira's choices, and, yeah. like, where she goes with it. The first life, she lived a life. Uh, she died in her 70s. I, by the way, like, I, I was surprised by how young she died. You know, they were like, she died at the ripe old age of 75. And I'm like, that's not really that I think she old. she had a heart attack. Yeah, in her sleep. But, like, she died peacefully in her sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, 
heart attacks are not peaceful and anyway but like yeah well uh, they weren't there when it happened I see that's true but <laughs> any, but she has like all these kids it's like you'd expect her to die like 90 or something but right. like it has to be the 74 because otherwise it, I, I don't know but the point is she like she lived a life she was happy she has these kids she has these grandkids everyone came together and then the second life uh, she's like she retains everything but she's kind of confused about it she meets her husband again They she tries to make it work but she can't because she can't get past all the, all the problems mm-hmm. uh, all, all of his like faults and so this time she's miserable and alone right which by the way i think is very like that like set of panels is like a it's character building and it's also like an interesting exploration of that idea of like reliving your life but it's also making sure you 100 percent know she's reliving this life yeah it's not like she's coming back and it's a different mom and she's a different person each time and like timelines just going on nope we're just going back yeah i love the line and it like completely set the tone for me mm-hmm. where she's talking to xavier from the conversation from powers of 10 yeah in which she's like you'd think that like being trapped in your mother's womb for like seven or eight months would make you go insane but it didn't and i'm like no it did <laughs> like no you're in, you're insane are you sure yeah i don't know it could also just be like they're like we need to address this before someone asks yeah no i think kid. he did and i think it's like no you really are crazy like because <laughs> You keep doing it. Like, you're trapped here. We actually talk about it in episode of Back Issues. We talk about how, like, the Emperor wants to get Leia's oh, yeah, baby. Right. And then he's like, it's a waking nightmare. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Dark Empire, check it out. Uh, but, like, yeah, no, I, I think that she is insane. Okay. And I think that, like, that also accounts for why she acts like she was never a mutant. Why she acts, why, why she, like, was considering killing her, 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 her son, in another previous X-Men story that Hickman does not make any ref- any effort to address. Like, it's a perfect retcon in that, like, we get it, but it's also, like, a fun little, like, oh, my God, I think Moira's completely out of her goddamn mind. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that was a very small, that was my note, was just, like, I think she's crazy. Right. Uh, but so she's like, okay, well, my life is over. I'll never be, I'll never have that life, and those children will never exist, those people that I had. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll just, like, go to school and study hard, and then she meets Xavier, and she's like, what a windbag. Mm-hmm. And then he announces that he's, in, he's a mutant in the press conference, and she's like, wow, uh, that's stupid. Um, you're, like, a, hip- a hypocrite, and mutations are bad. So then, next life, she's like, screw him, invents the mutant cure, and she bumps into the Brotherhood of, Mut- of Evil Mutants. Mm-hmm. Of course, she bumps into that, I mean, that, like, her lab and all of her assistants and everyone are annihilated by Mystique and Destiny, and Destiny gives her the whole rundown of, like, what you need to know for this book, which is, like, you only get ten, maybe eleven, you know, don't do this anymore, I'll hunt you down, I'll stop you, don't pursue this well, yeah, line of thinking anymore. Is, like, if you try to make the mutant cure again, I will know and I will find you. If you try to come for me, I will, like, feel that ripple and I will stop you. Yes. And like, I think so the, we're just stuck. Is this where they establish, like, I'll kill you before you reach maturity? Like, before you mutate? No, I think she, she yes, but, like, not like she says that she'll do that. She Like, she's like, how could that be? Like, how could I only have that many? And she's like, well, if you die before. Yeah, that's right. You you reach the age where you be a mutant at the thirteen, which is what we see at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Then that's it. You don't you don't come back. Right. Which is funny because when you were talking to me about this, I was like, oh, maybe she will reinvent the mutant cure, but because they make sure to put that in here. Yeah. So um, probably. But or she'll just you know be a kid and someone will smother her in her sleep. Yeah. My guess is she or didn't. push her down a well. Every line. Every. Well, yeah. Yeah, and then put it and put cover it over. Yeah, and then it'll be a, a, a videotape, and the next one I got to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be X days. 
You will die in X days. Is that 10? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't figure it out. <laughs> uh, by the way, Mutant Cure, another thing. Like Hickman doesn't put these things in here for fun or for like, wow, that was cool. Uh, he puts them in there because he like wants you to know about them. And mm-hmm. he, so like, Mutant Cure. Mara McTaggart knows the cure for mutation in her freaking head. She yep. knows that she can make it right like any time. Yep. Probably did. Which like literally looks like it's sitting there in that other panel like in the next life. It probably is. Like she made it and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. It, Just in case. In case they come for me again. Yeah, she probably did. I'll just throw it on them. She probably makes it every time. <laughs> but in this case, she, uh, she, this, then another time she bangs Xavier, uh, they form the X-Men. If things happen pretty much how you remember them, the O5 is formed, the giant size X-Men, the Phoenix Five, you know, days future past or whatever, and then everything ends. Then she's like, screw it, I'll tell Xavier way early. They get a jump on the, on, on the Mutopia. Uh, they isolate themselves like they're Atalan, uh-huh. and, uh, they're annihilated by Sentinels, and they're like, yeah. screw that. Okay, so then she spends another lifetime just assassinating key people who will invent Sentinels. Just the Trask family. Well, yeah. Like, what? Just the Trasks? You think they're the only ones? Oh, anyway. So then, uh, you know, AI is inevitable. They make new Sentinels. They kill her. She dies. She goes, screw this. I'll just team up with Magneto. Yeah. So she hooks up with Magneto, and Magneto's like, I'll nuke America. All the heroes show up and stop him and her. Uh, then the next she, time she's she like, goes to prison. Yeah, she goes to prison and dies. Yeah, and then she's like, "Okay, Magneto wasn't strong enough. I'll hook up with Apocalypse. She becomes a horseman of the Apocalypse. Yep. Uh, and then like they team up, and then she dies. Uh, you know, because like Apocalypse will be stopped. Right, right, right. Uh, then and that's her eighth life, right? Or is that her ninth? Life? I think that's her ninth life because yeah. then we catch up to where we are now. Right. So. The sixth life is in between the assassination plot. I think that was. Is it? Is it the assassination one, or is it between? Um... Yeah, I guess it. Nope, it's between. Yeah, it's assassination and the. And the mutopia. And the mutopia one. I'm mm-hmm. Like, hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's House of M. Um... Probably. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, so, uh, so, and, like, I don't see how this is very different. It's like, she's like, okay, so I'm going to tell Xavier who I am again. Yeah. Well, she says she's going to break all the rules. Yeah. But didn't she break all the rules when she met with him the first time? So, like, that, like that's, like, that is one of, like, the things in my notes is I'm like, break all the rules. Right. In what way? I mean, like. There's so many ways you could break all the rules. Yeah, uh, yeah there's, there are only so many rules. It's a comic book. Uh, but that being said, I know I was thinking about this, like. You know, she's had more lives. She's had more trial and error. Xavier couldn't know about the Apocalypse plot, the Magneto plot, the Sentinels, the Trasks. Like, so I guess now he has more information to do the mutant thing. But we're still... But if we're to believe that we're in timeline 10, that this already ha- this conversation that she had at the fairgrounds with him mm-hmm. already happened, and so everything has led up to now. Okay. But probably not. We're probably in timeline 11. You think? Yeah, because there is a timeline eleven, and there's no way that like. Oh, I assume the timeline eleven is gonna like be the PS on this, where like Moira comes back, mm-hmm. and then someone like comes to like her farmhouse, right, and kills her as a child, mm-hmm. and it's like be. enough, <laughs> enough. It works for me, but like the whole issue is just about is literally it's a dedication to the retcon of Moira. Yeah. Okay. So, so other questions. Yeah. Um, does Life 9 not have a death because of the fact that it's Apocalypse and therefore, like, it's too far in the future? Right. Because there's no death. Yeah. 
So that's weird. Probably means she's going to come back. Probably means she's in, like, you know, timeline. But she had to have died in order to come back. Yeah. But, like, we don't see it on the timeline. And, again, I just don't know if they just didn't extend it far enough. No, I think it's that we don't see it because it hasn't happened to us yet. And he doesn't want to spoil Powers of Ten. I think she's going to show up, like, you know, with the timeline with Rasputin 4 and all that crap. Like, Apocalypse Moira is going to show up and be like, hey. And then eventually she'll die and then it'll reboot. And then it'll be like, oh, that timeline was actually part of, like, the one of the many lives. Like, Myra's the key of all, to all this. Right. There's also, um, I noticed in our, in the, the 10 timeline. Yeah. Um, they say there's like a schism between Moira, Xavier, and Magneto. Now mm-hmm. they don't capitalize that, so it's just. So it's not schism. No, the... it's just a falling out. Yeah. But that happens before House of X. Right. So they have this falling out, and then like years later after the genocide of Genosha, which by the way, Hickman apparently said that he messed up those two. <laughs> so year 49 is Moira faces or fakes her death, and then year 50 is the Genosian genocide. Yeah. So she fakes her death, and then there's the genocide, and then House of X. Right. So like, that's just interesting. Like, is, is it the brotherly love of genocide that brings them back together? Probably. Um. Also, I noticed that Proteus is brought up in this timeline. Yeah. So, you know... Very specifically, right. like, I don't know if that's just Hickman like telling us where we are in terms of continuity, mm-hmm. or if we're talking about the fact that it's like, well, Proteus is a, a fairly like impressive mutant. Well, and is also her son. Well, yeah, I know, but like she gives birth to him, but like he is like he has quite a bit of power, right? Not over metal, which totally I was like, oh, maybe he's somehow involved with the Krakoan thing, which I guess he still could be, definitely. But then you definitely see Meg or uh, you see Wolverine. Mm-hmm. being happy and enjoying in the first House of X. So I'm like, mm, maybe not. I don't well, know. pod people. I know, it's what I'm saying, pod people. Yeah. But like, so I don't know if like Proteus is somehow involved with this or they're just like creating things for us to look into yeah. so that we don't pay attention. Like like literally, like, right. this, Are is, these all... this is the beautiful assistant that we're looking at over here. Exactly, so we don't see <laughs> that like we're switching bodies. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. I've just, I had this timeline, like I really went through it a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Because I was like, all right, wait, what? Well, I can't believe you've screwed up a friggin' year. Apparently they had an, an issue in the first one as well. Like, there was, like, the like the chemicals. Yes. Like, there was, like, H and G were mixed up. I can't believe they screwed um, that up. But, like, he made a joke about that. You know what that means, He's by like, the way? That's just more of, like, the same problem where it's, like, Marvel needs editors. Good editors. Right. No, I hear you. But, I mean, like, with this one, there's almost no way they would have been able to tell that because he is determining this timeline right now. Right. So an editor would have looked, but not... Well, the editor should know, beginning, middle, and end, what happens. Yeah. You don't I... pitch a book without telling... Without, oh, and you'll find out! I, I I'll, I'll, I'll let them slip up on a, a mix-up of a, of one year. Basically. As as long as they fix it in the reprint, which I think they did. Because um, like if, if if I'm supposed, I'm supposed to find these clues. You're not doing yeah. this just because I'm a dumbass who likes to read like crazy right. shit and then be surprised at the end with no like I'm not a Sherlock Holmes fan yeah. who wants to have like the rug pulled out from under me at the last second. I'm trying to piece this mystery together. You got right. theories and people and betting and conversations and debates. If I can't trust the book. You've screwed up. Yeah. So, but that being said, it's only like a couple of no moments. And no, but they it's gotta make sure sh- that he wanted to definitely say like that those two were reversed. Right. I don't know if that's just a again like another like red herring that he's like, I'll fix this. Well, they need. I think. Well, you need the burden of proof to fix that is on you. So, right. Like, but like, if it didn't matter at the end of the day, right, they wouldn't necessarily bother to, to say anything about it unless the fact that she faked her death is important, which it probably is. Right. Yeah. Um. So like maybe that'll come up at some point. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. There was a brief moment. Where I was I was like, could Proteus be the fake Xavier? Mm. Since we don't see his face. Could be, yeah. Um, since he has certain influence over individuals. Exactly. Um, I don't know. This like 
the I've been really digging this series, and, and like I I'm afraid that once we start revealing like what's actually happening, that's where I'm afraid I'm gonna lose interest. Yeah. Because like sometimes I'm more about the like mystery than like the actual like destination. Mm-hmm. Um. But so far, I mean, it's been a, it's been pretty spectacular. Yeah. Um. And I can't wait for the next Powers of Ten book to come out. Yes, on August. Fourteenth next week. Yeah. Or it's this week. Yes, yeah, this, this week. Wednesday. This Wednesday. Um. It's cool. Yeah, like I really, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to get the key to the language so that we can actually read it. We know a little bit. Yeah, but not all of but it. But not, not all of it. Yeah, not all of it. Um, yeah, but House of X, uh, yeah. number two. It, it, I was a little bit like kind of meh about Powers of Ten because I don't care about timelines and stuff. But like, if oh, you I'm... give me a, if you give me a friggin' chart, yeah, then all of a sudden I'm back on board. <laughs> so that's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, let us know in the comments. Like, what do you think's going on here? Like, yeah. what timeline is the current Marvel universe in? Right. I love it. Like that. I mean, like that is an excellent question. I'm still like, what happened to six? Right. Yeah. You and everybody else, apparently. I'm just like, where are we though? <laughs> I I do want to write ourselves as well. I want to find our way in the current timeline. But like, I also really want to know why they dropped six. Yeah. And no, like, I agree. it's just yeah. I also didn't realize that Hickman himself is a graphic designer. Evidently, I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. I learned something. Yeah. T-I-L. Right? Neat. Uh, what was it? Uh, Jaleel Brown says, also just read Schism for the first time. Four good issues just to devolve to grown men acting like children. That's eh, how every big fight goes with adults. Uh, <laughs> gotta go work. I will catch the video on demand. See you later. Thank you very much, Jaleel. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you at the repeat. Yeah. Uh, William Garza, or Gaza, uh, says, even though uh, it was one panel, Apocalypse fighting Nimrod was awesome. Agreed. Very cool. I like the use of Apocalypse. I also like the acknowledgement that like Apocalypse is not the key to everything, and that like right. you can you can have one timeline where it's like it was Apocalypse, and then the other, and then the rest of the time it doesn't freaking matter. Right. I love that. Also, kind of cool because it's like um, using Nimrod as a, a visual echo mm-hmm. to the power to where we are. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sadothani helping us out again, holy dude. Shit. Thank you so much for. I mean, holy crap. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let me say these words on this show. Okay. But uh, thank you so much, dude. Uh, House of X, Powers of Ten will come in a box. They already announced they will collect them both in a trade. Good. Okay. So there you go. You get the whole you get probably both Ooh. trades. I still think that's a horrible idea. Like Powers of Ten should not be in one book. It should be like one in one No, it's just bo- both in a trade. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Both in one trade. Yeah. It would be a long trade, but I'm dead. It'd be kinda cool if they also separated out though. I mean like put them in the book, but, but like, like separated out the um the the supplemental oh, stuff yes as like it's like a little guide a little compendium. yeah no no uh, the the absolute edition or whatever edition you're gonna see like the 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 oversized that's gonna be friggin amazing yeah to be full of friggin um, drawings and charts and i'm stuff. Like, so excited and i like i, I think to myself because like i have not been like let's be honest i've not been following x-men and i just hope that x-men fans are as excited yeah as the non-x-men fans that jumped in as going like, the like this is cool like, hey what's happening like, right oh um, i heard um, x-men's cool i hear again. hickman's here okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more of that hickman yeah um so like i just hope that like x-men fans are as thrilled about whatever is happening right now that what happens at afterwards of course will remain to be seen as to yes. how excited we'll all be right at the status quo um but yeah yeah it's just this is cool. And with that, uh, Hickman, you know, his his influence is felt, uh, you know, so many writers are now forced to or voluntarily opting to do the Hickman, it's particularly people like Scott Snyder, who are like the monkey, the Hickman. Uh, but like where they are, you know, they're like, okay, uh, so decompressed storytelling, uh, setting up lots of stuff, multiple volumes in a, in a big epic volume. Yeah. Like, I'll just keep doing that. But here's my point. Whether that's good or not, 
if if anything that Hickman does can influence the status quo slash like business practice of the big two, can knowing where the hell you're going and charts be part of it? I don't need access to the timelines, charts, and influences, but you do. <laughs> so like if you are, let's say, Marvel or DC, particularly DC, and you have like this expansive universe or interconnected characters that all kind of like flow together and influence each other and all go to the same, you know, closure point that will never come. Uh, can you at least for like a year or two plan so that, you know, things don't get interrupted or screwed up or, like, you know, you don't, like, delay things. You know, so you have, like, you you stop gaps and plans in place. You know, you can even have, like, a bracket where it's, like, needless event if, like, Artist X doesn't, like, perform. You know, just put a plan. Yeah. And Hickman, because Hick, that's part of the reason why I think so many of us are so excited. Because, like, with the McTaggart shit and with the Powers of Ten, like, you know it's all going to go someplace and you all lead yeah. places. And you know that, like, the writer has a plan. Mm-hmm. Let's go in that direction. Let's keep doing that. Right, but right. But like, let's right. not limit it to one cool book. Let's 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 let's, you know, open it up and apply it to the industry and be like, you know, because because technically Marvel and DC are part of an interconnected universe where mm-hmm. all the stories are part of one narrative. Do that. Do that for all of it. How long did it take Hickman to plan up X Men? I don't know, but I'm <laughs> sure if you had like. 20 of the most influential people in, at either publisher working together to come up with this timeline, you'd probably do okay, and you'd probably do it halfway through, like, you, or half, even half the time. So, you know, please do that. Because I heard a rumor, oh, I read some where recently, like, DC was saying, like, oh, we're going to start, like, planning. And I'm like, yeah. oh, you're going to start now? Oh, good for you. How about you do that, like, 10 years ago? Right. So, uh, anyway. That's it. Real quick, I saw something up there. It's yeah. interesting. Uh, interpretation on these like timelines because they were calling it a timeline so like we need to keep that in mind but it, what if it isn't like a timeline what if it is alternate timelines like alternate universes yeah like they have she's to not be. like she's not re- going back in time yeah she's rebooting. she's created them she's she's, just, she's traveling back yeah, in she's, time she's you know splintering off and like so like we did this and then she goes to another one it's like back to the future i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. well or or it's like she goes back to the original point but then, like, she creates these tangents from the one point. Yeah, it's skewed off. Into an alternate tangent. Yeah, I I'm, I think that's exactly what's happening. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not that she's going back and overwriting it. Because that's not how Marvel time travel works. No. Unless Hickman wants to change it, in which case there's no editor to stop him. Right. So, like, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Maybe they'll pull all the Moiras in at one point. I mean, I have no doubt you're going to see, like, well, here's the and thing. fight. Hickman already did a Council of Reeds. There's no question it's going to be a Council of but they're all most of them are dead yeah most of them well they all have to die but like what if they meet at some point like on the psychic plane like yeah. Xavier puts them all together Pricey 8040 would... oh sorry go ahead. no 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 please no no go Pricey 80 says missed the notification came back just in time to hear the talk about the understandable Morrison Jonathan Hickman yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Grant Morrison <laughs> Super, uh, Mr. Supertastic, I love House of X, but wonder if it's because I don't know X-Men, the same way I can enjoy issues of Batman when I don't know the characters much. Perhaps. Uh, one of the added bonuses of this series so far is that, like, you haven't seen any characters you know. You know, like, there's no, like, Wolverine's not really in it. He's appeared in two pages in two different series, uh, and, and he hasn't said or done anything, you know, besides, like... And we don't know... And they're alternate reality versions of each other, so it's like, you know... Well... Like, Magneto says things you expect Magneto to say. Mystique says stuff you'd expect Mystique to say. Like, that's the kind of stuff you... 
you are seeing right now. But you're not seeing, like, the dynamics of the X-Men. You're seeing, like, this crazy puppet shit. So. Right. So I think that also helps. Because you have, like, footing. And you have, mm-hmm. like, a, you have a common ground to start from. Right. So. Uh, cash Money in the Bank. Hickman is blowing my mind. Lots of talk about how a big retcon this might be for X-Men. But this seems like it would be massively... Like, it would impact... It would, it would massively impact the rest of the 616. No? Will other writers ignore this? Or could Moira Flashpoint Marvel? Uh, yes, it should. Unless the theory that, like, she creates alternate tangents and, like, the one that she made last is the one we're all in. Yeah. Uh, Marvel will ignore it because Marvel does that. And uh, could Moira Flashpoint the universe? Yeah, totally. So, she will not, though. Then there's a question, though, of, like... Um... You know, since Hickman did do Secret Wars, and right. he did give... Um, Marvel the opportunity. Well, I was also saying he gave, you know, the power to uh, Franklin and Reed to be the creators of universes, essentially. Yeah. How does that, especially since they made sure to mention Franklin. Franklin in House of X, like, how will that potentially impact Moira's abilities? Yeah. And, and, and where does this all... Where does that fall in? Right. Like, I would like to think he's going to address it, but I also don't want to hang my hat on that. No, I wouldn't. I mean, like, he will address it in some way, shape, or form. Right, but it's, it's just like, a question of whether it'll be important or you not. You literally have, a like, a being who yeah. created worlds and, 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 and yeah. other cosmic places. Yeah, but he ran out of power, so, you know. Supertastic says Moira uh, met every important figure of X-Men and bonded with them. I say Life 6 is meeting Krakoa and knowing its secrets. That could be. There you go. Yeah. King's Portal in the 90s Executioner song was awesome. I have them. Cool. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Mr. Roboto, why does Moira give the cure to Xavier so mutants who have powers... Yeah, I assume it's what he wrote. But, like, so mutants who have powers whose powers are beneficial or super dangerous can be cured or disabled. Probably did that. Mm. I mean, like like we said, she probably creates the cure every time. Or, like, I said it, but... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, why doesn't she do that? Well, we don't we don't have enough pages, and she didn't. She, you know, there's it's not relevant to the plot, so right. that's why it didn't happen. But like, hopefully, it'll be addressed because I'm sure the mutant cure is important. Mm. Um, Mr. Supertastic doesn't happen often that I finish reading and feel completely satisfied, even if it is a mess up later. I will remember House of X two as a great single issue. Yeah, it it was a dope issue. It, it really saved the series for me. Really? Yeah, because it had Powers of Ten. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Oh, I was like, so in House of Powers X. I'm like, this is awesome. Powers of Ten. I couldn't care less. Oh, I enjoyed it. I was like, okay, we're setting shit up. I'm excited. <laughs> Silver Cricket. The only timeline without a mutant gene- genocide is her first life. Yeah. Well, for her. Yeah. I mean, like... The- yeah, because it doesn't... It explores Xavier it only, still does his thing. Yeah, because it only explores it from, through her eyes, and so we don't see the world that happens around that. Yeah, as far as Moira, whatever her last name was at that point, is concerned... That's all mutant shit. I don't care. Right. About that. I mean, like that would be interesting. Or like, if it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. If, as long as more doesn't, doesn't get involved. involved. Yeah. Everything works well, out. And that's why I'm like thinking. I wonder if there's gonna be like butterfly effect. Which spoilers for a 30 year old movie, practically. But like at the end, he realizes that like every time he tries to like change the past. Yeah. He fucks up. So like at the end, the only influence that he does know, like if he fucks up, his girl, the girl he loves, yeah. can never be happy right. if he keeps getting involved. So he goes back to when he was an infant and strangles himself with the umbilical cord. Oh, oh! And his mother goes, "Not again!" And you're like, "What?" <laughs> that like she keeps having time babies, and like the time babies keep killing themselves. It's a pretty. Then you need to be responsible and stop having babies. Well, you know, she doesn't know the time babies. <laughs> It's pretty dope. Uh, yeah, despite Ashton Kutcher. 
Mr. Roboto, I meant mutants whose power is not beneficial as it hurts them. Yeah, well, Rogue would definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, right? right? Uh, Maybe. Isn't Carnage beyond Spider-Man as he's part of magic? Uh, no, because, like, you, Spider-Man fought du- Judas Traveler and Thanos, and, you know, he's met the Living Tribunal, so, like, Spider-Man is as much magic and cosmic and as anybody else. And he's had his, like... He's also, like, a, he has an interventional wristwatch, ra- wrist so, like... Right, but he's also, like, had his, like, own tanglings with spider-gods and exactly. other such things, and yeah. more luns. Yeah, I mean, I like the fact that, like, they actually tied Spider-Man and Carnage together, as opposed to being like, oh, no, Carnage is a Marvel character now. Like, like the, when they made Norman Osborn a... Uh, like a main problem for Hawkeye. I'm like, get the crap out of here, Clint. You don't know anything about Norman Osborn. <laughs> Saddlethani helmet is out again, dude. Thank you very much for your incredible hospitality or your incredible generosity. Uh, he said he spent about a year planning House of X, Powers of X, and the subsequent storyline for the next two years. So, like, yeah, he spent a year planning two years worth of stories. I think a group of smart people could probably whip up, like, the next yeah. year's worth of Marvel well, stories he, in, like, six months. He might have really spent the, a year planning, like, three years, because he planned exactly. th- this House year. of X, and then two subsequent years. Yeah, exactly. So, that's, like, that's, yeah. Hopefully he'll stay there and do it, because you, I wouldn't trust Marvel to carry out my story at all. No. Mm-hmm. But, uh, dude, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Naked Pooper, who very well could be Tim... Uh, says, just pooping in to say hi. No, he says popping in. Just popping in to say hi. Only a few more issues of Tom King's run left. Thank God. Uh, maybe then you guys can talk about Batman again. I'm looking forward to it. We did talk about Detective Comics. We did. and Batman's in every DC book, so, you know, you're not any short of Batman. I did read Det- uh, Batman number 76, uh, written by Tom King. I don't remember who the hell drew it. Uh, if you've ever wanted to hear the sound of a thousand wheels spinning at once, read Batman 76. Just, just it's a, it's a, it's a, total company man like here's you want you're the villain okay i'll put my story on hold so you can do you're the villain here's a bullshit story and uh and and who could who could care less about this book at this point vampirella is outselling batman i mean she's vampirella i mean vampirella hasn't outsold anything ever well i mean like i'm sure something big was going on no vampirella's outsold batman immortal hulk continues to outsell batman and uh, there's something else I was like, wow, that outsell Batman? Holy, holy crap. Anyway, so yeah, enjoy your, enjoy your, uh, you know, your, your bowel movement. Adam Asmoa, dude, it's been two weeks now and I'm still getting followers off the infomercial you guys did. Oh, yeah, uh, he oh. Did, did, that did for you guys. Oh, I'm still getting in followers off the infomercial that I did for you guys? Yeah, remember? Yeah, that's right. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you very much for that infomercial, by the way. If you haven't watched it, by the way, on Twitter, Adam Asamoa uh, gave us a fine infomercial over on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, uh, where love he it. basically plugs the channel. But uh, I, I love it. Yeah, thank you very much, man. Doing the old, oh, hello there. Oh, hello there. I didn't yeah. see you there. Exactly. Well, we saw you there, and we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Batman is just a big pile of crap. Black Cat, thank you. Black Cat outsold Batman. Crap, I was going to buy Black Cat and read it. Yeah, issue two is coming out soon. No, it's three because she stole. Oh my god! She's stealing from the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah. She's, I thought you said she stole issue two, so it's just gonna start with. She three. stole issue two. That's it's, it's a really it's a really meta. That's almost a fun idea <laughs> if it wasn't like a spawn try to do that. Damn one time. it! I forgot I was gonna I was gonna grab yeah. that and check it out. Well, you'll check it out for next time. Yeah. In any case, it's let's strange. jump into some books that are coming out this week that you that we think you should buy. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man twenty-seven from Spencer and Kev Walker. Ryan Otley are coming. It's coming out. It's the all-female Sinister Syndicate fighting Spider-Man and, of course, uh, Boomerang. It's, 
who cares? It's fun, I guess. If you like Spider-Man, you're gonna buy it. If you're a completist for Spider-Man, don't feel guilty buying it. But if you're looking for, like, groundbreaking new stuff that, like, explains why Spider-Man feels weird, uh, like, like, milk that you know didn't expire, but you're like, it still smells funny. Is it, is that just what milk smells like? What's happening? That's exactly what Amazing Spider-Man feels like right now. It feels like milk that doesn't expire for another two weeks, but when you smell it, you're like, what, but, is that, is, what is, what, but, I, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm hungry now. Like, but I want the cereal. That's how it feels. Okay. It's just like, and I don't, I, I, just, I don't trust it. As long as it's not Cheerios. Right? Uh, Powers of Ten Two comes out of Woo! six. You know. I'm excited. As Xavier sows the seeds of the past, the X-Men's future blossoms into trouble for all mutantdom. That sounds about right for every X-Men book. Uh, but yeah, Powers of Ten. I love these like ridiculously like shallow like summaries that they're writing yeah oh it's, so you can't like glean much from it right smart the x-men find a new foe that you would never expect uh what do you got Tiffany? oh um oh okay uh i've got uh unearth uh, number two from image remember that cullen bunn book i was talking about where they're like underground it's like alien and like the descent and all these other things like, yeah smashed together it's a mini series that he's doing over there yeah so number two is coming out so i'm gonna be definitely uh picking that up cool um also in on uh, the image side of things um white trees is coming out mm. um it's a one of two book uh by chip zadarsky so, oh okay i'm gonna check it out yeah it's chip zadarsky playing in a fantasy mystical fantastical world of black sand um so um you know I'm, I, of course chip zadarsky's riding high and i like i'm, I'm interested to see him back in the indie totally. corner of things so i'm gonna grab that why not uh silver surfer black number three comes out it's crazy looking Tradmore's art is unbelievable this issue's cover is outrageous yeah. uh Eventually, he will be like this, like universe-looking black thing, and that's gonna be neat. I don't know what it means, but Donny Cates and Trad Moore doing a great job. Check it out. It's cool. Symbiote Spider-Man number four or five is coming out. Yeah, remember that book? Uh, it's that's a second printing. Oh, that's right. Damn. Well, in any case, check it out. <laughs> it's it's a good it's it's fun. Peter David was writing Spider-Man back then, so he knows what's going on. Nice. Uh, it's a good book. It's like one of the best Spider-Man books on the shelf. Excellent. Um, just to tell you that this is happening, Doctor Strange number 17 is coming out. Yes, that book still is coming it's out. It's still coming out. It's um, limping across the finish line. Two more Conan books are being released this week. Um, we'll see how long the Conan wave can roll along. Yeah, what the hell are you doing, Marvel? People like Conan. Well, how about 12 more Conan series? Well, hey, people like Spider-Man. How about 16 Spider-Man yeah, books? Yeah. Thank God They're... that Marvel doesn't own Batman. Because if you think you're getting too many Batman books... Yeah. Imagine if Marvel had Batman. Now, one of the two Conan books is called uh, Age of Conan Valeria, um, which is about a Conan comic, or not comic, a Conan character named Valeria. She was in um, the Howard, um, the, the, yeah, the Howard a Robert e. Howard, yeah, yeah, books. So she's an established character. We're just going to talk about how she kind of came into being before meeting Conan. Cool. Um, it's written by Meredith Finch, who wrote a series over at Image called Rose. Yes! Um, David Finch's wife as well. Yeah, so I dug that, and so like I feel like she'll be at home um, writing a fantasy story about a badass chick. <clears throat> totally. The other Conan book that's coming out, which I am very interested in in a like what the hell kind of way <laughs> is Conan the Barbarian Exodus number one by Asad Ribic. In Just straight way, up by him. Yeah, shape and form, writing to the art. I saw a preview of some of the art. Some of it looks really cool. 
and some of it doesn't. That's and you know what's funny? Everyone loves Asad Ribic until yeah. they see like a panel of a dude being surprised, and then they look hilarious. Like yeah. there's there's a lot of that in Secret Wars. Like mm-hmm. now that we're far removed from it, and I'm not gonna like tort- like tank the channel by saying it. Like there are a couple of panels in in Secret Wars by Asad Ribic that are like, huh, what? Yeah. People, people just go like, oh, like and like yeah, maybe people make that face, but like well, I think you shouldn't show it. I think. All like artists have their strengths and weaknesses, and yeah. like I feel like some of the expressions may not be his, um, and that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that because yeah. he makes up for with his strengths. Oh, it's, um, and it's he's on un, he's unparalleled. That Conan book will focus on Conan's first adventure, um, like a 15 year old Conan going out there leaving uh, Camaria and or Samaria or however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, and and uh, going to do this thing. It does not say one of anything. No. It just says one. It could just be a, a one shot. It could be a one shot, which um. That'd be dope. That would be good because I know, you know, it, it takes a long time for Rubik to do certain things. So. That's true. Yeah. That that should be your indicator. Yeah. So maybe it will be. Maybe he's just been working on this for a bit. Yeah. So, excited. And uh, <laughs> Gwenpool Strikes Back, five-issue miniseries is coming out. Oh, Gwenpool's wow. back. Really? Yep. Gwenpool's back, and it's going to be written by Leah Williams. Uh, the reason why I find that interesting is because Leah Williams wrote that what-if book about magic you liked so much. Oh, I did like that. You haven't already checked it out? <laughs> One of the best Doctor Strange books in the last, like, five <laughs> years is uh, What If Magic, <laughs> number yeah. one from Leah favorite, Williams. It was my favorite what-if book. Yeah. Because Doctor Strange featured so heavily in That it. issue beats out every Every issue written by Mark Wade for you. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, jumping back into the super chats before we finally wrap up, I uh, wanted to mention Pricey Eddie Forty says, "What if the life number six is the Marvel continuity we've experienced for the past sixty years?" And there's more. Um, I hope not. That could be. That could be the surprise. It, yeah, I mean, like it would be perplexing because. Well, it'll yeah. work if then she's made if the if the tangent timelines work and also that. Okay, so like, hang on. So then my my issue with that only is is that like we've been reading about Age of Apocalypse, right? So unless that is just an inevitable thing, and Moira didn't experience mm-hmm. it, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, time travel, man. It's screw you up. Yeah. Every time. Robert Radisson, eighty thousand subs. Welcome, one and oh. all. Population growth. Hashtag. Thank you very much, Robert. Thank yeah. You. We had eighty thousand subs the other day, and uh, so thank you all so much for helping us out, and keeping yeah. us alive. Uh, Cash Money in the Bank, one for the road. Appreciate you all. Thank you very much, Cash Money. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Kings Portkill, Tiff, I have to know, who makes those earrings you're wearing right now? Um, I got them from Forever 21. There you go. You have a number of uh, accoutrements from Forever 21. Yeah, I like getting, like, these, like, little, like, like, plastic earrings from them because they're very affordable but they they make a statement well and they don't like hurt your ears they're not gonna like make like no they're like it's nice yeah uh mr supertastic loved house of x hated powers of x uh adored house of x too hope it's smooth sailing from there and i can enjoy both books equally i hope so too i was in the exact same boat we'll see what happens i'm sure powers of 10 will be like the make or break thing for that series for me right uh, Jordan says, is wor- is it worth CGCing? A comic book, you guys are the best. Well, thank you very much, man. So are you. Uh, CGCing, it, it is worth it if you want to sell a book. If you want to collect, uh, there's nothing wrong with a bag and board in a low humid, uh, low like light environment. Uh, CGCing is only done for if you are selling a comic book. Uh, I hate CGCing. I think it's damaging the industry. I think it's a horrible practice, and I think that they are like a blight on the comic book industry but uh they are and because they generated a thing so that they could be the only game in town like you need to do this now now you gotta do this like if you want to sell a comic book and you want top dollar value Mm -hmm. it has to be done 
by this secret panel of jackasses in Florida. And that sucks. And I hate it. And so, but, but if you need to do it, if you're like, I need, like, my kid's going to college and I need, like, you know, you know I need, I need 5,000 bucks and I got my Detective Comics 27 and it's probably, like, going to be a graded four. You got to get it CGC and you got to sell it that way. No one's going to buy, like, a, a comic off the rack from you without that bullshit, like, little invisible coffin anymore. Especially if this is a signature involved. I think my biggest issue with them um, is. I, I am not a fan of the look. Yeah, it's um, it's well, yeah. I I just I just don't care. It used to be like a comic book. Oh, and it was like oh, it's like got some damage, but like look at that. Now it's like here's a grade. No, I this I comic's just, a D minus. I just mean like I, yeah, I just don't like that like, top part of the aesthetic of that. No, it's I feel horrible. like they could they could up their game there. My biggest issue with them in general, and it's not even necessarily the CGC people. It's typically the middleman. They tend to have really bad attitudes. Like I've been online oh, listening yeah. to the way they treat fans and like I don't know that like and maybe it's not all of them obviously it's no. just that bothers me like I just I feel like they're a customer you yeah. know what I mean unless they've given you a hard time and that's why like maybe you're having that in- interaction yeah, with them it's because but- like we're doing you a courtesy by allowing you to be this new element of this industry that you weren't really invited to right I mean like I do like the idea of them being protected especially for a lot of people who have like key issues that it's like you know I'm never going to actually physically open this and read it because I don't want anything to happen to it right. like, I totally understand I get that, that idea um i just again like it's just it's just that attitude like yeah like well, thank you by the way adam asamoa twenty thousand till one thousand that's right to one hundred thousand to one hundred thousand i ah. should say uh yeah twenty thousand that's that's the last hump before we can finally get a little button in a in a in a frame that button i can time. yeah and but before it happens youtube will definitely change it so that like you know like, one hundred thousand that's not a lot you, you, don't, get you don't get a button we're not gonna pay <laughs> to make a button for you Thank you very much for watching this episode of Off the Rack. We'll see you guys next time with another episode. Of course, don't forget to stick around for uh, Harbor Patrol, which is our D or not D and D, but Mutants and Masterminds, our, our, pen, and our pen and paper RPG series. Uh, we also have back issues coming up. It's a it's a doozy. Um, and of course, if you want to support this channel in other ways besides the uh, the super chats, which of course many of you did and generously I might add yes, yes uh, you, you can always go to patreon.com slash comic and see what those rewards are like and see if they're right for you and yeah. if they are then join up and we'll see you guys there give you some background information about what's going on here some updates and some early access to videos and if you're like whoa down by like uh, in, in the golden age section you get a little box from us so check it out so yeah thanks guys for watching and thank you to our super chatters totally thank for, you all so much for and for helping uh, us out a whole lot yeah and stay tuned for more see you guys then so long bye thanks guys bye bye <laughs>